from San Diego, California, it's the Frug Life Podcast with your host, Ricky Hershey. Welcome to the Frug Life. Before we start today's episode, I just wanted to share a few things that have happened to me. This week has been a little hectic. I've been working kind of long hours uh, till 8 o'clock or so each night, uh, which is kind of a lot, but that's not what I wanted to talk about. What I want to talk about is that just an hour ago, I went to an event hosted by Sprouts with Claudia, the MasterChef Season 6 winner, and I owned her cookbook, and I brought it with me to get her to sign it, and that was awesome. And because that, I just wanted to talk about cooking for a minute just to start this show. I think cooking is a great habit for someone who is frugal, like me, to have. You get to create some of the best food you could ever have. Because honestly, some things taste better in a home kitchen than you could ever get in a restaurant. And really anyone, even no matter what your skill is right now, you can become a great home cook. So I mean, it's a great way to get a quality item at a price that is lower than had you went out and purchased it outright from like a restaurant. And I wanted to share one frugal secret of cooking, and that is lentils. Okay, I'm being a little dramatic, but I, I really am cooking lentils right now. If you go to r slash personal finance jerk, people talk about lentils all the time. It's kind of a running joke. It's a great way to get protein, and it's cheap. Anyways, I just wanted to share that short experience. Seeing Claudia was awesome, and cooking is a passion of mine, and I think it aligns really well with my life goals. And I mean, it's just fun. All right, well, we'll get back to the show, and I better get back to the food I'm cooking. I think starting something new can be one of the hardest things to do. And this applies for everything, not just money-related topics, right? But it applies very well to investing. Picking that first stock or investment can be scary. It can be overwhelming. There's so many choices. Or if you don't cook a lot, cooking for yourself for the first time also can be scary. You can go to the grocery store and there are so many options. And sometimes it's easier to just sink into the comfort of buying a frozen pizza and popping that in and calling it a day. But you know, in life, the best things for us often aren't the easiest or the ones that come most naturally to us. At least at first. You have to build habits and develop as a person. The next topic I wanted to talk about is a video by Graham Stephan called Turning $100 into $1 million. And I think this aligns well with the idea of starting, right? This is geared to people who are just starting their investment journey or their money-making journey, I should even say. And the video is, you know, Stefan talking about an article about, I think, 10 different people sharing their insights on making money. Now, I'm going to include a link to the episode in the show notes. So if you just want to watch that first, you can, or I'm going to make things really easy for you and share Graham's key insight, which Graham ultimately concludes out of all of these celebrities and their different options as to how to make money. Graham says his favorite too is investing in your education and investing in a business. 
And when he talks about investing in your education, he gives a list of books to read from. This includes the books Think and Grow Rich, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Awaken the Giant Within, The 4-Hour Workweek, The 1% Rule, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, and The Millionaire Next Door. And he says that you should spend that $100 buying books. Now, I agree 100% with the spirit of what Graham is saying here. Reading books is great for you. However, you don't have to buy the books. Go to the public library. Pick up books at a yard sale. Don't pay full price for a book. Unless it's my book, of course, that you can get on Amazon. <laughs> Just kidding. But, I mean, seriously, it's $3, so it, it isn't really a full price book. Really, though, you don't need to spend that $100 on buying those particular books. All of those you can get at the public library. You know, I go to the library, get a line, set up account, whatever, and then I can order whatever book I want, and it'll get to the library in a matter of weeks. And so that is how I have read most of my personal finance books, through the library for free. So do that. And now if you wanted, you could spend that $100 building a business of some kind. Or just traditional investing, right? Uh, this goal of turning $100 into a million dollars quickly, honestly, in my opinion, is kind of lofty. Of course, I'm not someone who has a million dollars, so obviously my advice about getting a million dollars isn't worth all that much. Still, it's a goal of mine. And you know, actually, we have a bias, right? Oftentimes, we will go to successful people and ask them for advice, and it seems like a natural thing to do. But you should also go to people who are not successful and ask them for advice, because you will see a different side of the coin, so to speak. Think about it this way. If you talk to a successful person who made a risky choice and it paid off, you will get one side, their perspective of what happened and what to do. With that same token, if you talk to another person who is unsuccessful by conventional standards, who made a risky choice and it didn't pay off, you will learn something very different. We tend to think that our successes are caused by ourselves and that our failures are caused by factors beyond our control. It's a heuristic that lots of people experience. And so by only talking to people who are successful, a lot of the times they may attribute more of their success to themselves than they really should. On a somewhat related note, you should read the book Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. He talks a lot about this principle in that book, I think. He specifically, he looks at the example of Bill Gates and how much of Bill Gates' success is attributed to Bill Gates himself, the man, right? Versus where Bill Gates was at what time. It's a very interesting read. I would recommend it. I love Malcolm Gladwell's material. So this also ties in to the whole premise of this article, is that all of these people who are giving this advice are successful and have achieved something that is uncommon. And so to think that following what they did will also achieve the same results might not be entirely possible. Now, I'm not saying this to discourage you, right? But just to put into a little perspective the advice given by these successful people. Graham is also a little dismissive of one of the ideas. The fifth idea presented by Bryce Welker is to write an ebook, and he advocates marketing it online to produce sales. 
Graham says, however, I believe the market is incredibly difficult to get into, and ebooks are a little dated in this year when video courses are the current go-to. He also mentions in the video how Bryce is a CPA. So it's a little funny that he is both a fellow CPA and ebook author. And in some ways, Graham is right. I have written two ebooks now, and I have not seen tremendous success with these books. They have not made a lot of money. But at the same time, I can see why an ebook is attractive, particularly to a CPA. You know, in general, CPAs, I think, are pretty risk-adverse people. I'm making a broad generalization about a diverse group of people, but in my experience, that is typically true. Ebooks are a pretty low-risk thing to create, right? At the end of the day, it's really mostly your time that goes into writing an ebook. And at the same time, it has a very high potential return. You know, there's no limit to the number of people who could buy my book. And so I think that risk asymmetry is something that draws risk-adverse people to it. Because the downside to writing a book is pretty limited. Like I said, it's mostly your time that you might lose. Writing a book, even though it hasn't made very much money for me financially, has been a great conversation piece. It has been a cool item to put on a resume. And I think it has helped me in other ways, not just financially. All right, and welcome back for one quick final third segment of the show. I actually had to end that second segment kind of in the middle of something. I got some interesting news, and I got to help my friend work his budget and try to work some numbers in his favor. So if you are listening to the show, friend, good for you for making a step. Anyways, have a great week, everyone. Stay frugal, cook, budget, all that good stuff. Oh, and turn... into a million. Oh, and of course, Graham Stephan talks way more about how to invest in your business, so maybe you do want to check out his video on this article as well. All right, stay frugal.